Good morning. You listen to FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Bill Blackstock, the president and CEO of the RFCI, the Resilient Four Covering Institute. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing great, Kemp. You had a meeting outside of Hilton Head at the beginning of May, and wanted to catch up on the highlights with that. First, we just finished our annual report, the May issue, and the listeners might be interested to learn that resilient floor covering, just several categories, it certainly does include the biggest growth area, LVT, but it also sheet vinyl and a VCT, took market share. In 2021, it had a 27.6% market share. It took two points to 29.8 in 22, so continues to grow. In fact, overall flooring business grew 3% in those two periods, 22 to 21, and resilient was up 11.6%. The only other category that grew faster was ceramic, but it, that's to $8.4 billion according to our estimates. So you didn't quite pass carpet, but you're right there and you're on track to pass carpet. The top five players, according to our estimates in Resilient, are Shaw, MSI, HMTX, Mohawk, and Mannington. No Armstrong there, you notice. and They're just below Mannington or the AHF products is. And interestingly enough, still the majority, over half, of what's sold in this country is imported. Does that match with what you've got? A lot of key facts in there, big picture, that are, are directionally in line with what we think. Uh, you know, in 2022, Kemp, in short, in both units and dollars, there was significant growth and resilient. And if you look at the last, I'd say, seven years, share growth has been at the cornerstone of the uh, category success. And the fun thing is, for all of us who are uh, segmentation fans, the great news is the utilization of the product in a whole host of uh, categories uh, on the commercial side as well as the residential side, as you well know. Even with uh, the headwinds that came in the uh, second half of 2022, you hit the nail on the head. You had uh, share growth that was taking place. That share growth is propelled by innovation that has been happening in the market. Also, Kemp, uh, in addition to the infrastructure that was in place and resilient, over the course of the last three, three and a half years, I think I'm accurate in saying we've got 13 new major manufacturing facilities in the U.S., and those will uh, continue to accelerate in their growth, will bring an impact in 2024 as well. Yeah, and in the RSAs, it's their go-to product on the residential side. So certainly we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown for demand right now. Is that what you guys are seeing? Well, I, uh, on the residential side, on the single family and the multifamily side, there has been some cooling. This is a Lawrence Young economist thing that I always implement. I always tend to focus on 20 and 30 years of history as opposed to a data point of year over year. And on that front, let me just share the following with you. On the residential side of things, you've got some headwinds on single family and multifamily, but what's percolating down there below everything? It's when the interest rate thing starts to turn, I strongly believe that that's going to be the trigger point. All of a sudden, we're going to wake up and we're going to have an inventory problem in both single family and multifamily almost immediately. And a number of the people that I engage with are calling this, from a residential standpoint, the V-shape recovery. Uh, not, not a general recovery, but a V-shape. It was a major study that was published that took statistical look at renovation cycles that take place in single family on renovation during COVID. According to the study, the peak renovation cycle in single family is going to occur in 2025. Statistically, that's when single family homes are going to have their highest renovation demand. 
On the commercial side, Tim, there were a lot of folks who were calling for uh, the demise of one or two segments on the commercial side, and it's just not the case. We saw commercial gain. Of course, it got impacted during COVID, but in 2022, we saw commercial strengthening. And and then secondly, we continue to see that strengthen this year. And as you well know, on commercial, you've got renovation being the dominant portion of the business year over year usually. But I'll go back to something we said early in the interview. You've also got resilient gaining share in all these segments because of the innovation. So the optimism, and I believe it to be factually based, is a B-shaped recovery on the residential side in both single family and multifamily and uh, continued progress on commercial. That's great information. Let's go to your meeting, uh, again, just held outside of Hilton Head at the beginning of the month. Tell us a couple of highlights. It was at the Montage Palmetto Bluff, which is down in the low country of South Carolina, uh, a truly special location. And I think all of our members enjoyed it. We had over 100 attendees. Our membership now, Kemp, is uh, at 44 total company members. In this particular meeting, uh, Junior Floors and Karen Dean became voting members of our organization. And also, we welcomed Ameren Court Composites and AM Stabilizers as as associate members as well. So when you put 100 of the top executives in our industry together, there's an energy in the air, a magical nature to the meeting. Deep dive into aspects of the marketplace and go through that. But we also bring in innovative speakers that look to the horizon uh, and over the horizon on issues. For instance, at the place of artificial intelligence and manufacturing in the future, we had a wonderful speaker from Georgia Tech on that issue. I was really excited about our speakers there, uh, but most importantly, I was excited about the energy I encountered from attendees. I know you had a speaker from the Georgia Port Authority, Cliff Pyron. What was yeah. his message? Yes, I met Cliff at the beginning of last year. Cliff came in and he he gave an overview of the Georgia Ports Authority multiple billion dollar continued investment plan, making the ports of Georgia, both those on the coast and inland ports, readying them for growth in the future. So he gave an overview of that, did a fantastic job. He also gave an overview of the of the world port situation and then uh, some views into the future on that front. That's another thing when, when the economy fully returns on that side, you got to be looking at the issues uh, that will be taking place there. Many kudos to the Georgia Ports Authority for their forward-looking leadership uh, in, in preparing for that. Any other news? I know this, these 13 plants you mentioned earlier kind of ramp up on production. So any discussion around uh, there being more domestic supply? I, I think you're going to continue to see growth and investment. Uh, you had an interview a couple of weeks ago talking about one of the latest investments on uh, domestic supply that's taking place. When you have a uh, product family that's in demand as uh, as much as as our product category is, you're going to see that investment. I've been really proud of our membership in making those substantial. These are not small plants, as you know. These are major new manufacturing facilities, so I think you'll see it continue for, for years to come. Well, and two of them are going to be turning on their digital printing capability this year, so that's going to be interesting to watch as well. Yep. You know, I get asked a lot, what what's propelling the growth of uh, resilient products in the marketplace? And uh, the first word that always comes to mind is innovation. And you report on major innovations pretty much every month that are taking place. Yeah. Kemp, you're aware, um, as far as our organization goes, we talk about these uh, two big meetings uh, a lot, but we have committee structures in place that are looking at uh, all, all the issues associated with innovation and uh, are, are doing a great job in supplying perspective on that. Okay, so your next meeting is in late October in Sarasota, right? That's exactly right. It'll uh, be at the Ritz-Carlton in Sarasota, the last week of October. 
All right, Bill, it's good to catch up with you. Thanks for giving us an overview on your recent meeting. Again, been talking to Bill Blackstock, the president and CEO of the RFCI. You've been listening to Kemp R and FloridaLA.net.